Okay, so we're recording. Hi, welcome to our very first podcast, Culture Power. Um, this is our first series called Perspectives. And basically, we're going to be talking to people about their experiences with racism, anti-racism work, multiculturalness, diversity, all of it. Um, our first topic is going to be talking about what it's like to be in a multicultural relationship as a Black woman. So today, I have two guests, Shazman Taylor and Christelle. Is it Lautner? Hello. Lotel. Hello. <laughs> yeah, Lotel. Well, it's Crystal, but okay. it's like spelled the French way, so you can say Christelle either way. Okay. That's what my husband says. Okay. So <laughs> um, I'll just start with you, Shazman. Where are you coming from right now? Where are you? Who, who are you? Right now, who am I? Jasmine Taylor. Um, I am turning 35 this month. I have two awesome kids and I'm married to my husband, Scott. I have been working in digital marketing for about a decade now um, and focusing on this awesome project called Amaze um, where I get to talk to, to young teenagers going through puberty and, you know, having questions about LGBTQ and, you know, it's just it's really just inclusive sex education. So it's really a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, just excited to talk to you both. Great, great. And where are you coming from right now? Where are you broadcasting from? Uh, I am in New Jersey, Central Jersey. That's right. All right, Crystal, your turn. You're up. Uh, Crystal Lotel, 36, about to be 37. I'm in Geneva in Switzerland right now. We were previously in Marseille, France, just up until December. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're newly relocated here. Mm -hmm. Me, I do sports philanthropy. So I do charitable works through our nonprofit association, which democratizes hula hooping okay. to the masses and tries to give it legitimacy, basically, as like a proper athletic activity. Okay, very cool. I have a son. Okay. <laughs> son named Charles, who, uh, between my husband and I, I think he's like 12 different things, but when you look at him, he'd say black and white, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So and do you identify as black yourself or? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm multi-ethnic for sure, but I mean, my culture is black. My, my parents are black. Uh, okay. You'd have to go back you know, to like great grandparents, great, great grandparents before you, you start getting an admixture, you know, yeah, so my yeah. culture is black. Like a lot of us, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so you lived in the States before? Yeah, until I was 30. And then you moved to from your- California. I'm from, yeah, I'm from the Valley from okay. like Los Angeles. Okay. So that's your journey to Europe. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's dive into this. Um, you know, I know, I know that we all identify as Black. And as we've talked about just now, a lot of us are multicultural. Mm -hmm. Most Black people in America, in the world, are multi-ethnic. <laughs> yes. um, so I think, you know, even that topic is, is really broad because I, I think that a lot of us in the past have said, no, I'm not just Black, I'm multi-ethnic. And I sometimes wonder if that's contributed to the noise of um racism you know trying to, to, to surely yourself and separate <laughs> yourself from it so Chaz, what's the most challenging thing for you lately as a black woman with you know all the racial turmoil that's coming up oh man 
this is heavy. I, I definitely think it's difficult, um, particularly because my children have, you know, they're much lighter skin than I have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially with my daughter, um, she's very fair skinned. My son, my son's a little pan, you know, but you know, they both have curly hair and everything. And so what has been difficult for me is that people clearly do not recognize me as my children's mother. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, seen as the nanny, the babysitter, um, you know, just the hired help taking care of these two children. Mm. And it's something that I see within education, doing school tours and, you know, trying to understand how they're going to take care of my children. But then you see them kind of trying to figure out things like logistically in their mind, behind their eyes, trying to understand where I fit in this picture with these two children. Right. Um, you know, so that's been difficult. And then also just trying to explain to my son who just turned five about um, what we're experiencing right now and, you know, helping him understand Black Lives Matter, helping him understand that not all cops are good mm -hmm. and that, you know, unfortunately people will not like us because of who we are and what oh, we look like. Tough those have been very tough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Christelle? Have you had experience like, uh, I, right now? I was almost stumped by that question because it's so multifaceted. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, what, what, which thing do I focus on, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, I hear Shazmine speak about, you know, her experience as a mom, which I can completely relate to because my son, though he looks like me, could be white passing, you know, like he's fair, he's very fair. Mm -hmm. And when he was much, much smaller, you know, you'd have these interactions with people that you just knew you wouldn't have if the baby wasn't so light. Yeah. Uh, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Very, very uncomfortable. Uh, and, I, and we like, we use the term microaggressions. And I, I want to say that like, I've never had someone outrightly, you know, call me the n-word right i've never had that call to my face but you have the, the the kind of treatment that people give you the invalidation of your feelings or the type of service that you would get somewhere yeah yeah. Charles. yeah yeah um so you know that goes into the next question i mean as a mom of biracial children you're both experiencing similar things as the assumption that your children aren't your own is that is that um, is that the hardest no challenge? One, no one said like well i had one lady ask me like is he yours but that was the closest someone's gotten to to asking if i was the help mm -hmm. and i responded by saying doesn't he look exactly like me so she got really flustered and started asking me but where was i from you know right. trying to indirectly figure <laughs> right. out like make it make sense for her right but thankfully that's the, the the only experience so far but i mean he's he's so small still yeah yeah so i've had um i've gone to a soccer game with my girls this was years ago and they're clearly white they're not biracial but a woman came up to me on the soccer team and handed me something and said 
are you the nanny? Can you give this to their mom? Oh, and like, no, I'm wow. the <laughs> And she was so flustered. But yeah, the, just the assumption and just saying those things outright, you know what I mean? Like think them in your head. You mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to say them. Um, so you know, you, like your curiosity is my problem now. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. So, you know, you both have boys. And there's a lot of stuff going on right now with how, you know, the prison system and how black men are perceived in this world. I have four brothers, so it's always on my mind. Um, will you raise your, ch your children as black? Like, will, is that, will that be your, your assignment to them? <laughs> or are you going to raise them as biracial? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been reading a lot lately about, you know, as we all know, the one drop rule. So yeah. I just feel like there is nothing else I can raise him as. And, you know, it's funny, Hendrix actually gets excited when he gets darker in the summer. He's like, oh, I'm getting more brown like mommy, you know, oh, like he already <laughs> kind yeah. of embodies himself as a black child. Yeah. And you know, those That's are nice. conversations I've even been having with my in-laws about just his overall safety. And, you know, they're hyper aware now too, um, yeah. understanding, you know, we have to teach him to, to behave a certain way to hopefully be treated better, even though it's not going to be guaranteed. That's all we can do is prepare him mm -hmm. um, for these moments that are going to unfortunately affect him. And I know it's going to happen. Um, yeah. You know, it's, and unfortunately, even at five, I know it's going to happen. The first time I experienced not being, you know, allowed to play with someone was four. So I know it's coming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's no, preparing your for first those. memories are with preschool, kindergarten. Yeah. 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 It's sad that you have to prepare them for that punch in the gut. Um, Christelle, yeah. what about you? Mm -mm. I mean, you're in a whole different culture. Um, I mean, Yeah. That was like one of the things that made me confident to marry my husband because it was very important for me because you can't be mixed and be white. You know what I mean? Like you can be mixed and be black. You can be mixed and be a bunch of other things, but you can never cross over into whiteness unless you pass. Yeah. There's just no other way to do mm -hmm. that. So you can have white family and be proud of the the aspects of the, those family members or that culture, but you can't be white because it's just not possible. It's just not possible. So I say that I'd rather have like a Jesse Williams, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like fair mm -hmm. and, and passionately militantly right. black. So what yeah. one yeah. can hope. One can hope. <laughs> so that brings me to my next topic. Um, being in a intercultural, um, marriage i you know i've been trying to just kind of get away from just race because that conversation i think people kind of conflate race and culture um improperly um and so i've you know had a lot of experience with european culture it's nothing like american culture it's much different um and mm -hmm. i will just assume that it is the same so will you both tell me your experiences shaz i know you have to leave soon so you can start first um what has been the most enlightening thing that you maybe you made an assumption about it but being with your husband that as a white man and as a black man black woman i think the differences between our families mm -hmm. just in like cultural behavior wise has been very eye-opening to me you know we both come from um 
close-knit families. We're very close with our siblings, you know, four-person unit. Um, and, you know, but at the same time, there's, I think there's differences in the way that we're raised, mm-hmm. the expectations that were put on us, mm-hmm. um, the opportunities that were available to us. Mm-hmm. You know, his parents were lucky enough to, to pay for college for him. And here I am with all of this debt, like yep. those little, you know, the socioeconomic, um, you know, situations that we're both in vary just so much. Um, and I think also it's just like my family is so deeply, um, our culture is very much rooted in our cooking and our food. Like that's where we mm-hmm. find it. But I think for them, it's kind of more like their cultures everywhere. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you know, it's on the television. It's, you know, where they go to hang out or something. So that, that was eye-opening to me too. And that just gave me the chills. Cause it's, you know, it's not a way that I've ever looked at it, that your culture, their culture is evident everywhere, but ours is actually through ritual mm-hmm. within our families. Crystal, what about mm-hmm. you? Uh, I mean, for me, it was, it was more of the fact that, you know, we, we put a lot, how do I explain it? We have problems at home and we need to deal with them, but I feel like we give ourselves not enough credit because Europe is not as advanced mm-hmm. on the topic of race as we think, mm-hmm. you know, the white man in Europe isn't like the better white meat. I mean, my husband, he's great. He's great. Mm-hmm. But in general, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> They're not, they're just as ignorant, not willing to do the work. Their stereotypes are rooted in third world Africa. So it's mm-hmm. like when they say things, it's even more racist because it's the wrong ethnicity. It's the wrong context. Uh, yeah. It's almost shocking the representation that you don't see on television. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's stark. It's one of the reasons why we ended up moving to Geneva, in fact, is because I didn't want to raise my son in France. I thought uh, what, what kind of crazy wow. complex he would have, yeah, being Black and American in France, France. Uh, yeah. we, we would have rather have come home. Right. It's a very, very <laughs> racist system. Yeah. Um, Shaz, can I say it? I'm really sorry. I'm sending you a hug. I love you. Thank you. I I know it's tough to talk about family right now, probably your family unit. Um, But clearly they raised a wonderful woman who's going to go on to raise wonderful kids. So before you leave us, I wanted to fast forward to, um, has your community changed at all? Have you lost any friends or gained any friends due to what's been happening over the last few years? Um, I mean, in terms of race, because I can say that I have. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is what is your community yeah. even look like right now? Is it predominantly white? Is it predominantly black? Or is there a good mix? I think in terms of my peers, it's predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Grew up in you know mostly white neighborhood and went to the schools. Um, and I joined even a you know majority white sorority when I was in college. So that's always you know been my surroundings. I will say since I am going through a tough time with my family right now and loss, my family unit has just been so present that I, I feel like it's kind of Good. even right yeah. now, um, you know, even evening out, but definitely I've lost some friends in most recent years just from their actions and, 
you know, I need, I felt mm -hmm. the need to confront them where it was just like, wait, what? Like we've been friends since I was 10 and you're really believing this or yeah. you don't think my, my children's lives are as valuable as yours, your children, you know, that's, that's an issue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. But I think it's for the better, you know, quality. And I think especially during this time in our country and the world with COVID too, it's just family and those who care for you correctly are the most important. Everything else mm -hmm. just, it doesn't matter anymore. Right. right. Crystal, what's your experience? Well said. Uh, I had been slowly cutting people off since probably 2012. You know, you start seeing, it was during Obama, you know, like Ferguson, that's like when it started, right? And you could just see mm. the peppering of it on social media and you just start cutting people left and right. And now, like Shazman says, I keep the people who love me correctly close mm -hmm. and everybody else, you, you just, you don't need the negative energy in your household. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. I found like the best thing that to have come out of the last few years is that the core group is an, it's honestly the core group. It's no longer BSing about mm -hmm. who are all these people in your life, right? Like the people that you want right. to talk to and that support you. Mm -hmm. And we've had some tears, all of us, you know, like, yeah, girl, <laughs> yeah. where you been? <laughs> hey girl, why is this, you know, suddenly <laughs> outraged? You know what I mean? This has been going on forever. Um, mm -hmm. So, Shazman. You're closing. <laughs> I don't want to hurry you out, but we have eight <laughs> minutes left. I'm like the no hard pressure. stop. Um, what's what's changed? Like, remember your life in the beginning, especially with your marriage, with your family, starting that family. Aside from the loss of maybe the gain of friends, um, who are you right now, and what advice can you give to someone, a black woman entering an interracial relationship, multi ethnic relationship, who might want to start a family? Like, what would you say? Um, I would say that I think I was completely aloof to what was going to, like what my experiences were going to be. For me, it was just like, I just love whoever I love, like not a big deal, <laughs> you know, I was naive. And then once you get into it, I think you have to maintain your culture. I think it's very mm. easily, as my grandmother would say, to be a fly caught in milk and, mm. you know, <laughs> just yes. be completely engrossed in someone else's culture. So, you know, holding on to your values, holding on to your hairstyles, you know, just being truly you. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's so important now having biracial children. I want them to see that, you know, mom is proud of who she is. Yeah. And, you know, I think having that confidence and kind of instilling what I can about Black culture into their daily lives, um, yeah. you know, I, I think it's just so important and invaluable. Right. Um, so I think the most important thing is just straight, stay true to you. And if mm -hmm. your partner doesn't want that, then you can't, you can't be don't with Don't waste them. your time. Right. Yeah, it's don't waste person. your time. And what would you say in the mom community? Because clearly you've probably encountered moms on the playgrounds in the past years. Um, what's lacking and what do you want to see more of in terms of understanding race and culture? I think um, the lack of conversations. I think it's all surface. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you meet these moms. Oh, yeah, you know, such and such is signing up for this and blah, blah, blah. 
but you know, we're not talking about anything else We're we're completely surrounded on the news and we're all wearing masks and everything. So having these superficial conversations, just, it doesn't make sense anymore. I know there's like a whole like millennial mom, perfect mom, but that that's out the window now. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's just this need to be real and, and honest about everything. Yeah. Um, I've, I've actually like run into some moms I know from daycare, like running to the store and we've cried in the aisles and like, cause we're just like, this is awful, you know, what's happening. And I wish there was more of those conversations, more realness. Crystal. Yeah. Is it the same dynamic where you are, you know, the kind of playground mom and um, the same questions apply to you too. I mean, what has changed from younger Crystal till now in terms of race and culture in your relationship? Uh, a conviction to not be the token. So that means that you don't put up with, you know, slick, slick things that are said. You shut down certain conversations right away. You, you, you feel compelled to educate people mm-hmm. when they're spewing ignorance. And I think that with like my husband in particular, I had actually gotten to the point where I had sworn off white men. I'm sorry, ladies. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to date white men. And he wrote me for three months back and forth to try to get me to go on a date. And I ended up meeting a man that would do the work, you know, watch those two hour, three hour long lectures, uh, mm-hmm. read the books, listen to you quote from the books throughout the day or the night take the time to educate himself and actually had been taking the time to educate himself before he met me. Right. So if you're willing to be in the relationship with someone who's not your ethnicity, you have to make sure that they're willing to meet you where you're at. And even if you don't agree, taking the effort to see it from your perspective and educate themselves on, yeah. on where you're coming from so that you guys can move forward together and also for your children. Yeah. What's it's the mom Ah, oh my God. Because I'm in Geneva, which, you know, <laughs> it's super bougie here. So it's even a little more superficial, I think. I've met um, some nice women through, like, like, the baby gym got me to go to this mom and baby Bible study. And I hadn't been to church in like 20 years, but I went for the experience. And I met through that experience some really nice women. Yeah. So it's been superficial or someone's willing to open up their home and invite your whole family over for dinner with their family and their kids. So it just really depends. And what's the black culture like there for you? Like your experience with it? Is there much? I have, well, I feel like there's, okay. So in France, if it's not this weird, amalgamation of black American culture I would say that it doesn't exist for real Mm -hmm. here I would almost say the same thing but because I feel like the population is very multicultural Mm -hmm. you see a lot of black events for like black business black millennials black you know restaurant owners trying networking um, multicultural events that I would not have saw if I was in, in France. So it's better, but it, it, I'm homesick ladies. I'm just, I'm gonna keep it real. It's not the same. I have to bring my son home for summers, I think, to try to give him just a taste of what his actual culture is like. Yeah. So 
Jasmine had to sign off. Lion milk is a good. Yes. What a great, um, I said Jasmine had to sign off um, because she had a meeting, but what a Yeah, yeah. She's working. She's working from home. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. It's, what did she say? It's better to not be a flying milk to represent your culture. Um, Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you want to see more of and what do you want to change in terms of where you are now, instead of having to fly home to give your son the culture? What what would you like to see more of or change? I mean, representation in media would be a start, to be quite honest. Uh, It's, like I have certain critiques about how we feel because I'm, I'm able to, I want to say look objectively at things because I've been away for so long. And so I feel like we are very much represented in black American culture and politics and in the everyday conversation with much effort on our side to make that happen, but we are. And over here, it's lacking. Yeah. I could watch TV for about six months and I'd seen like one black person on television and that happened to be some lady they were interviewing because she caught COVID. Yeah. So yeah. you could start, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, there we are. And, and we're here. But I, w- I would definitely have to say representation in media, representation in politics yeah. would, would be a place to start. The, Do you think that's the babies can't see themselves. Do you think that's coming? Uh, with the younger generation, perhaps, you know, there's these, these generation, this current generation, I guess, what is it, Generation Z? There are some biracial, you know, like French and Black or Swiss and Black politicians, athletes, but no, no. no. I, I could not name a famous Black Swiss person that didn't do athletics. Mm-hmm. To save my life, if you yeah. know, give me a million dollars right now, I would totally yeah. lose. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate, but it's the state of things. So as we wrap things up, and by the way, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about this. This is important. I think there are a lot of women out there who want to talk about this and they don't have the support group to do it. Yeah, no. Um, Thank you for asking me. I was a, I was a bit nervous. I think your project is amazing, uh, and for having the bravery to 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 do this is is something. Yeah, I mean, I just felt like you know we had a lot of problems, but not enough solutions. So I really wanted to contribute something, at least for my family, you know, to show that we're actually trying. Yeah. Um, as we're getting ready to wrap this up, what do you want? Where do you see? For your 10-year-old son, imagine your 10-year-old son's world right now. What would you like to see, aside from representation in media, um, what kind of world are you planning for him right now? Oh, I mean, a 10-year-old Charles, I hope that he's proud Mm -hmm. of who he is as a person, that he feels safe, Mm -hmm. his access to opportunity, and doesn't think of pejorative things when he thinks of one side or the other Mm -hmm. and is strong in himself to stand up when he sees injustice. That's Uh, great. That's that's good. That's a great way to sign (laughs) off. I really appreciate you taking this time and I hope that we can chat again soon. 
All right. Take care. Oh, I would love to. Yes. Bye. Thank Bye. you. You're welcome.